Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcome Yourself podcast. As you know, my name is Nicole and I'm here today with uh, Dr. Nancy Williams. Um, And so I love her story. She um, is a musician. So she's a doctorate. Um, You graduated as a doctorate in the clarinet. Did I get that correct? Yes. Yeah. That is incredible. And you've managed to pivot, to make some pivots here, um, and then use all the steps of your journey to be able to help other people and create the life that you love. And so I'm so excited for you to hear, you know, your tips. Um, uh, So, you know, take it away. Tell us all about you and, um, and your journey and how you got here. Well, thank you for having me, Nicole. Yes. Um, it, it's, it, so your listeners may be interested in how I got here. I, it was actually not intentional. Uh, while I was getting my doctorate, my husband's company implemented a no one works remotely policy, even though we had gotten that pre-approved. And I knew that I was not going to get a university teaching position in the area that we lived in. And he was too close to retirement to get a new job and forfeit forfeit thousands of dollars in pension. So I was left with, how do I make an impact from where I live now? Um, And I had always been teaching more than music with my students. And once I finally remembered why I went into music in the first place, which was really, I was really an educator at heart. And I wanted to give to students um the inspiration for awareness and empowerment that music had given me and once i remembered that i was like you know i can inspire other people to be aware and empowered in areas more than music and so (laughs) and so that's when i decided to start my new business And for a musician to do something like this, if you're not in the industry, um, is pretty unheard of. There's a lot of stigma to overcome, uh, not just in doing something outside of music, but changing the way that I thought about my music career, which was realizing my worth, which happened while I was forming my business. And um, the music industry is very much about uh, people not needing to get paid to play. Mm -hmm. And so where I live, if you're even asking how much a gig costs, that's like a line that's been crossed and people will tend not to hire you. Now in larger areas, when that line is crossed in your career, there are people that are actually watching that and you can level up your music career. But the area I live in is pretty small and geographically isolated. So there isn't that, this isn't a place where you can really be a professional musician and and, and play at that level. Um, and so uh, uh, being, being able to say no to gigs that didn't serve me figuring out like how much I was making, which was often less than McDonald's for gigs that were considered treasured. And for me to realize that they, they weren't treasured gigs for me anymore. And so my coaching business ended up really influencing how I treated my music career and being able to take things that 
give me joy and give me purpose musically and and to be able to do that because i have this other source of income and satisfaction like coaching is incredibly satisfying for me i'm able to take people from um but well one of my clients said from feeling stuck to being ready to fly love it i love it uh, and so I started out as a culture consultant and coach because I had um, I tempt for about three years through a temping agency at different corporations while I was building my private music studio years ago and realized just how powerfully those tools as a music director and educator transferred over into the business realm and the business mindset. Um, Isn't that amazing? And how, like you mentioned that even when you were teaching, there's a lot that goes into it. So like, I don't know if, you, if it's similar for you, but even if you're talking about music, there's always some kind of level of mindset work that goes into that, right? And the belief and the confidence and the, and the, and the habits, habits are all about mindset. And so do you find that that's true, that there's a lot of, you know, like you were mentioning, I guess, that mirrors from the music industry to the coaching industry. And then follow-up question to that is, do you coach musicians exclusively or do you coach other business owners and you just have the music angle that you can use with that? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I already forgot the first one. <laughs> so, um, no, I don't coach musicians exclusively. Although I have, um, I'm seeming to find a niche in the creative industry just because those people tend to trust me more. We kind of have our own language. Um, but I have also taught people uh, in industry and, uh, or rather, coached and. Um, Nonprofits, particularly, there seems to be a similar mindset with musicians and and business owners. So it really does cross over. And someone once asked me um, if if I coach differently from one to the other, and I really don't, because the way I created success and cultures of excellence in uh, my studio and in, in my internationally recognized community ensemble or the same, they're the, like the same tools that I use for business leaders. And by the way, I have um, since changed my title to uh, leadership and life coach because I ended up incorporating so many personal development things that it just kind of naturally flowed out of that. Um, and I started applying the leadership method that I made to my own life when I would find myself like getting in trouble and be like, what, what, what do I need here? And I would go through the different steps and kind of coach myself. And I was like, this is really applicable, not just to leadership in business or work or career, but in life. And we, we tend to be our own first client, don't we? We 
we have a problem that we need to solve and then we figure out the steps and then we look back and we're like, oh my God, I solved this problem. And you know what? I bet that there's other people that are having this problem too. Maybe I could help them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because yeah. I had gotten, I had somehow lost myself along my graduate journey. And so a lot of, um, a lot of my clients are in like a similar situation where they had had some type of um, professional bullying or or they were out of the workforce for a certain amount of time and it caused them um, to lose that confidence or have the imposter syndrome and i can really relate to that in addition to my professional journey i had a lot of health problems and a lot of um, family loss and it, at the time it was devastating but like working through that and figuring out how to create the life I love, it has been priceless for my coaching business. Yes, oh my goodness. Isn't it incredible how like we go through these tough times because I, I know what you mean with them. I, I experienced a lot of loss growing up too and um, the health issues, like I have like back issues, but isn't it incredible how we lean into those things and something incredible happens, you know, like, <laughs> you know, there was like, I feel like there was walls that would come up and it was like these big, you know, scary, you know, thoughts basically that you just have to, and then, you know, I would come up to this wall and then I'd be like, no, I'm kind of scared. And then, you know, you don't deal with it. And then finally, when you come up to the wall and you just, you know, you just, you break through it, there's so much freedom in that. And you're like, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, right? <laughs> right, well, it's hard on your own. Yes, it is, it is. It is. And, and it is. No, I was gonna say, and that's why it's so important. I mean, we need so many different coaches in our lives, right? And that we need someone that's in our corner that is letting us know, hey, you know what? That big, scary monster, all you've got to do is turn on a light and you realize it's just a towel. Like, it's not a wall, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so right. I've been there and, you know, this is how I was able to walk through this. And, and yeah, so um, I love that. And I love how it translates to music and business. And I mean, music is business, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because I was a business owner for years and I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. That's now, crazy. Never, never once. Yeah. So one of the one of the cool things about going through like tragedy and health issues like we've been talking about um, as a coach, those are all really useful tools and give me so much empathy for people that have lost their shine and are feeling stuck or just feel like that wall is insurmountable. Um, and in the music industry, you never want to show weakness. Like you never want to own those things because there's always someone that wants to take your place. That's so competitive. It's like cats. Sorry, I have five cats. So <laughs> cats, when they're injured, will like hide it because you don't want to show that weakness out in the wild because you can get hurt. And it's very that's very much the music industry. And so it was like a breath of fresh air to be able to own those things and to use those things and not apologize for them or um, feel like I had to hide them and then get that support 
from the community that you create as a coach too, where, where people are like, oh, that's me. I so needed to hear that. Yes. Yeah. So you feel more, you know, in community because it can be a lonely road entrepreneurship, you know, especially when we're working from home and if, uh, you know, if we're single or our other person, you know, maybe works a nine to five. So you're all alone all day. And so building that community and having those coaches in your corner, I think it's so important. And um, yeah, I was going to ask um, about something that you had mentioned in the notes. Um, I think you just talked about it now, the um, the opposite pitfalls, you know, with entrepreneurship and music. Um, and you know what, I think that is also true for like the nine to five world, right? Like mistakes are not okay. Failures are not okay. Um, and that is a big, big thing that we have to learn. And that's a big learning curve is leaning into failure and, and using mistakes, like, you know, talking about those mistakes, like you were okay. saying, um, and not being scared, you know, because that's part of the experience and it happens to all of us. You know, if it's not happening, you, you, you haven't been doing this long or hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes I run into with my clients where they recognize that in other people, mm -hmm. but it, they can't see it in themselves. So they will let other people make mistakes. Other people get to have failures and they'll be very understanding but when it comes to themselves yes. and their own humanity, they feel like they have to be beyond reproach. And that's just an incredibly impossible bar to live under. And do you think that, I mean, I've been studying now a lot about um, confidence and like women and how we don't, um, I think you mentioned it, how we don't, you know, um, like recognize our accomplishments. Like we don't give ourselves credit for things. It's like, oh, it's just this little thing. So do you think that that is true um, with creatives as well? Do you focus more on working with women or like, is that something that creatives have in common? Do we have like those soft hearts? <laughs> um, I do, my clients do tend to be mostly women, but I don't coach women exclusively um, it, because uh, when you read it, a certain age as a woman, um, you, you kind of realize how many things have been in play to keep you in your place or to keep you from recognizing your worth. Like that's one of the main reasons people don't, women don't, don't ask for their worth, ask for pay is because they, they really don't realize their worth. Uh, and so I really enjoy that part of coaching as well and getting people to to build the kind of confidence that's unshakable in those moments and to realize, hey, I know my worth. If I don't get it, I'm going to make plans to find some place where I do get that, where people, other people do see me and do see my value. Absolutely. I'm actually reading this book and you're reminding me a lot of what they talk about. Um, it versus it, uh, confidence versus competence. And as women, sometimes we think that we have to strive for competence. And the thing is that we already are <laughs> like, since that's what we've been so focused on is making sure we do it right. And what we're lacking on is confidence. And that's why sometimes we'll see men and you're like, how 
how did he do that? Like, why, you know, why did he like, pick him or why did he get, you know, why did he get that? You know, he doesn't know as much as I do or she doesn't know as much as I do. They're an mm -hmm. idiot. Like, what <laughs> is happening? And then you realize, you know, like the studies show that it's, it's, it's confidence. It's a hundred percent confidence. Like they might not know, but they're like, I'll figure it out. You know, there right. was um, an article I read that said that um, men, if they look, if they're looking like at a job posting and they see about 60% of the things and they're like, I know I can do this. And there's 40% that they have no idea. They're like, ah, I'll figure it out. And women will look at that same job listing and we'll know 90% of that stuff. And 10% we don't know are like, oh, I'm not qualified for this. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. where that little confidence is, is understanding that you can, like, you're going to learn it, you know, like you can learn it. Like, you know, 90% of this, you can figure out 10% and we don't even give ourselves credit. We focus on the, on the, instead of the 90% mm -hmm. we do know, mm -hmm. we're focusing on the 10% we don't know. And we miss out on so many opportunities we just do. because we don't see it. Yeah. And that, I think I read that study too. And it was either in that same one or an additional one that said that in the interview, men will get the job 80% more of the time, even though they're less qualified because they've convinced the committee that they can handle whatever comes their way. Their way, they can learn the things they don't know. Exactly. And the funny thing is that women, we do that. Yeah, we, we do. Things out. <laughs> like yeah. we make things happen, like in the house, something breaks, um, okay, let me figure it out and then fix it. You know, you get home and you're like, oh my God, I didn't, you know, I fixed the oven. I didn't even know I could do that. And then we get to a job where like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Right? But you yeah. figure out everything else. How could you like disqualify yourself? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. that is and it's so a process. So I like working with my clients long-term because this doesn't happen overnight. So important. So important. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned is, you know, with the process is, you, when you're beginning, you know, when you start this, like, you know, this journey, um, you don't even know what questions to ask yet. And so you've got to go through the process and you've got to go through these things and, and the time that it takes, because you're going to, you know, reach a point and then you're going to be like, oh, well, what about now? Like, what about this next level? I have a new set of questions. And that's why having a coach, like a long-term coach is super important because, you know, the questions that I have today about my business, about my finances, about my health, about my workouts, they're totally different than the questions I had a year ago, you know, and five years ago. And so, yeah, I think it's so important to have someone that's in your corner that gets to know you, that sees the process. And then, when you, you know, that can talk back to you when you post something, you're like, oh, I'm so unhappy today. And then they could be like, um, you accomplished 47 other things and you've posted about this one thing that's going wrong. What the heck is going on here? You know, so that's so important. I love that. And so, Particularly, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, because women tend to get isolated over time as men, as, as we get married, often in cultures, it's not appropriate then for women to hang out with their married male friends, whether or not you're married yourself, that's like a faux pas in a lot of cultures. Um, and so you lose those connections. And if you don't have children, you don't gain those connections with the other parents around you. And so a lot of times women can find themselves without as big a, as big a support system as they had at various other points in their lives. 
you know what? Another study, you're just like, you're bringing up so many great points. Um, I don't know where I read it, but it was something about um, these these women that they used to wash the laundry, like they all used to come together, go to the river and wash the laundry. And then they invented, you know, like the pipes. And so everybody was able to wash their clothes at home. And all of a sudden depression rose because there, there was no more community. So they weren't getting together. They weren't chit chatting. So yeah, it's so important. And what's really cool is that we do, we can do that now on Facebook or on Instagram, or, you know, we can do it. We can even do it on zoom, you know, and, um, and our coaches, our coaches are such a great resource. You know, when they have group meetings or one-on-one meetings, like plugging into those, even if you don't talk in the beginning, getting into the habit of showing up and listening, you know, I think that's so, so important. That's awesome that you offer that for, for your audience and for your clients. Um, so we're reaching up the, the 30 minutes here. Are there any last minute pointers that you want to, you know, any tips or something that you want to share with the audience and let us know how we can get in touch with you. Oh, well, you, my website is drnancywilliams.com, and that's Dr. Nancy Williams. Um, I'm on social media as Dr. Nancy Williams, or, and I just started a Facebook group, um, Lead with Joy, which is Yay. a community to inspire and support because that's what I was hearing that we needed, and honestly, that's what I needed too. So many of these groups are. Are, are not that we're falling short for me. And so it's like, I'm just going to create my own. Lovely. So that's really new. That just happened this last week. Um, and if, if I have any advice at this point would be, um, you know, if you're feeling struck or uh, stuck or, or struggling right now, because of, you know, all the stressors that are like, this is such a stressful time. Um, that, the cure for that can very much be kindness to others. So looking for ways to help others and kindness for yourself. Yes. Showing yourself grace. <laughs> yeah. And, and paying so that for forward. Me. Yes. You know, getting, getting kind of out of, out of your own space and, and, and helping others can really help change our own perspective. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much, Nancy, or Dr. Nancy. Um, I will be including all of your links in the show notes um, so people can get in touch with you and join your group. I love, love, love. That's such a great name. Um, uh, Lead. Tell me again. I know lead with joy. Lead from joy. Lead with joy. A community of, a community of inspiration and support. I love it. Um, that's one of my one of my goals in life is, you know, I want to have fun and I want to live with joy, right? And so that's such a beautiful thing because there's such a big difference between being a manager and being a leader, you know. And as entrepreneurs, you know, management is well, and anything management only gets you so far, you know. And then we have to evolve and become leaders, especially as our businesses are growing and we're hiring people, and you know, we're we're dealing with bigger and bigger clients and you know we're helping people like we're changing lives here man (laughs) i love it um so thank you so much for joining us nancy this has been absolutely wonderful and um and i will definitely be seeing you on facebook okay (laughs) 
Okay, thank you so much for having me, Nicole. You've been incredibly gracious and lovely to talk to. Thanks, thanks, you too. You have a great rest of the day. You too.